Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios is brought to you by Liberty University. Bring your faith and your game to the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast. See us at liberty.edu. M-Drive, honest ingredients, real science. Take our quiz at mdriveformen.com and see which of our products is right for you. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. With Caesars Rewards, members can enjoy rates as low as $10 a room. UNLV Hockey. Follow the Skate and Rebels Championship aspirations all year long. For schedule and ticket information, go to rebelhockey.com. Drury Inns and Suites. Travel happy again. Book your room at one of our over 150 locations at druryhotels.com. Burrito Express. Your local burrito joint with six East Valley locations. University of Arizona Hockey. Be part of building not just a championship culture, but the future. Visit ArizonaWildcatHockey.org. Summer Skates. Order your custom koozies or shower shoes at SummerSkates.com and show your game in comfort and style. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. For lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, your next Allegiant Stadium event, or catering your next office party. We are the best of barbecue Las Vegas style. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Stephen Marsh. All right. Well, welcome back in, hockey fans, ACHA hockey fans, as it may be. <clears throat> Indeed, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Scott Strandy joining you from a beautiful Denver, Colorado today. I lied again, folks. It is uh, cloudy. We just came off of about 19 straight hours of rain uh, from yesterday till today. But I know it's sunny and beautiful in Las Vegas, Nevada, and that's where my co-host Stephen Marsh resides. Stephen, how are you? Yeah, that's about what it is about 90% of the time, sunny and and dry and <laughs> 90 degree plus. We've actually kind of warming up but uh you mentioned all the rain you got in denver area yesterday i think that was why the uh avalanche and oilers game was so high scoring because the uh they were raining goals in the ball arena just like it was raining rain outside of uh denver well i kind of felt bad because they set up this big beautiful tnt stage outside ball arena and then they had to move it inside and they took over the altitude sports spot and uh, went inside for the for the game because of the rain. But uh, yeah, it, it was raining goals. It appears to be doing the same thing in New York right now. It's yeah, you, three two. Yeah, you don't as, want uh, uh, you don't want uh, Wayne Gretzky sitting out in the rain. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Uh, anyway, uh, we could leave Bissonette out there though if we want. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> anyway, it's great to be back on the Great West College Hockey Podcast. A little bittersweet because. Uh, the reason we're back is because uh, hockey games are over for a while now, Stephen, because our teams are are officially um, out. <laughs> the teams that were on, on actually at game coverage on, of course, we still have the Avalanche playing. But, um, yeah, the uh, Sunday night game did not go the way uh, the Colorado Eagles had hoped, and that ended their AHL season. So that freed me up for tonight for sure. And for the foreseeable future, to get back to talking Great West College Hockey Podcast. Yep, no trip to uh, Chicago for you. No, I'm not really missing that, to be honest with you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chicago, but uh, I'm getting a little tired of traveling at the moment. Um, 
so tonight we're going to bring on the head coach from Liberty University. Kirk Andy's going to join us here in a few minutes. And uh, we're going to talk about what's going on at Liberty. Lots of stuff. And <clears throat> Stephen, here's what's, here's what's really getting me. Um, last night we had Sean Hogan on from the uh, College Hockey Inc. And when Sean came on, he was just gushing over uh, the growth of college hockey. And that certainly includes uh, club sports as well. And there I said it. Um, okay, there's a quarter oh, in the jar. Quarter in the jar. It's not club in sports the anymore. <laughs> quarter in the club sports swear jar. <laughs> it is a Great West College Hockey Podcast. So uh, it's time to talk uh, and find out what's going on uh, out on the East Coast with our friends from Liberty. So, uh, Coach Handy, you got Scott and Steven with you. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. How are you doing tonight? Uh, we're doing wonderful. Um, it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk. I was hoping to see you at the national tournament. And then, of course, I was unable to travel, so I couldn't get there. But um, lots of things happening on your campus recently with recruits coming in and uh, a little uh, prospect camp going on just recently. So let's start right there. What's it, what's it been like since the national tournament ended? Well, it's been extremely busy, and uh, it, as, as you well know, uh, it never seems to have a down a downtime in the season. Uh, the players have left campus now, which uh, I, I tell people has cut our workload by about 50%. But uh, the big part for us right now is to uh, bring in prospective players for the fall and to make sure that we got the right fits uh, of guys who are coming on campus. You know, Coach, one of the things that I, I noticed on your website when I looked was uh, – uh, the connection to your fellowship of Christian athletes, that pipeline continues to grow for you. If you can talk a little bit about that and, and what kind of guys you get out of there, because we know they're high, high caliber uh, individuals, but also some very talented hockey players, right? Yeah, it's funny. Actually, uh, I'll take you back to, t- to 2002. I met Rick Randazzo at the, uh, in Naples at the uh, college hockey coaches meeting and I was uh, reading a book, The Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And and, uh, and he, he came over and talked to me and, and asked me, uh, you know, where I was. And and, uh, and I told him at Liberty. And he happened to be coached at the Naval Academy. And so for the next few years, we played Navy a few times and, and uh, developed a, a great relationship with Rick back when he was coach at Navy. And we were uh, playing him here at Liberty. Uh, but really, uh, when he when he went on this uh, fifty state tour, uh, he did each uh, state one month. So it took him just over four years to complete his fifty state tour. And when he did that, we obviously, uh, you know, we're we're going back and forth with him quite a bit. And and it's super interesting. He started this whole um, you know fellowship of Christian athletes and became the head of it. And then started North Star Christian Academy out in Alexandria, Minnesota. And uh, since that point, we've uh, been involved with, with them out there. We actually have hosted uh, an FCA event at Liberty about four years ago before they had North Star Christian Academy. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just been, been a good fit for the guys, uh, you know, uh, who are at North Star. Uh, they, they're a great cultural fit for our program. You know, they buy into the faith component. They buy into the, um, you know, to, to the – uh, you know, the academic portion, uh, Rick runs his program out there, uh, like a military institution and expects a lot out of the guys. Uh, but the guys we have from there, excellent, 
uh, student athletes, uh, excellent people on and off the ice. All right. I think Steven's got a question for you. Did you make the trip to Florida by chance for the meetings this year? I did not. No, I, uh, I skipped out on them. My uh, sons, uh, I have four sons and, and they're involved with spring hockey. So uh, one of them had a hockey tournament. So I, I was off uh, with him, uh, helping him out. Okay. Well, Steven, there goes your question. <laughs> well, I, well, let me, let me just ask this is you didn't go, but maybe if you've heard back from maybe what the, um, what the meetings were like for the ACHA, if you've got any reports back of from those meetings back in, in end of April and, and maybe if there was anything earth shattering that, that can be uh, discussed here or, or, or brought up here and just update on what the, the, where the status of the league is. Yeah, I, I think uh, obviously there were a lot of uh, great things brought up at the coaches meeting. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously going to be some, uh, some, uh, uh, interesting um, uh, moves this fall with uh, Illinois, um, you know, uh, looking for a, a new coach next year and, and the whole Lindenwood situation where they've gone NCA uh, division one and uh, you know, what's their ACHA division one team uh, going to look like. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of interesting things going on kind of in the college hockey landscape and, and uh, you know, Maryville making the big move to the, uh, Central States uh, Conference, that, that that's a big one. And so I think you're starting to see a lot of, uh, you know, some of the old guard, uh, you know, changing a bit and some of the new guard, uh, you know, some of these new teams there have only been around, say, the past five to seven years, really starting to take uh, the forefront on the uh, on the college hockey ACHA Division One scene, especially in that top 10. Coach, we've talked about this before, but uh... – when you look at the landscape of college hockey, not only ACHA, but NCAA, uh, do you think it's ever been stronger as far as player quality and the number of teams and and uh, just the growth of what's going on? Well, no, th this is my 23rd year coaching, and I played four years prior to that. And uh, I can honestly say that, that this is uh, the best quality college hockey I've seen in ACHA Division One, And... Uh, you know, I, I know just speaking on behalf of, uh, of, of uh, just as, a, as a, a guy who's been a, uh, a viewer of the NCAA Division I college hockey scene, I think you're really starting to see in the past five years uh, really prospects uh, skip out on major junior A hockey in Canada and, and take the college hockey route. And I think that's exciting and, and a, a super interesting move that's happened only really in the past five to seven years where it's really started to happen and what you're starting to find is even even players where I grew up up in Canada you know are, are really seeing the college hockey option as a another uh, way to get uh, bigger stronger and more mature uh, instead of taking the uh, OHL or the major junior A hockey route in Canada. Let me follow that up quickly if I can Stephen that with a couple uh, on that, because on that topic, Coach, uh, I've been following the AHL since the NCAA National Tournament ended, and um, I, I watched a guy, and I'm going to use one example of Wyatt Amit, came from Minnesota State, uh, transitioned to the AHL here in Colorado. Um, I think he played three regular season games and then uh, solidified a spot in three games uh, to be a top six defenseman for the Eagles, who uh, their season just ended 
um, Sunday night. They were only the Pacific Division Finals. But um, I, I was talking to Coach Cronin about them, and he said, he said, I never know what I'm going to get out of my college kids when they come in, but Wyatt just kind of took the bull by the horns and ran with it, and I think that's such a huge step. So that's number one. I want to get your comment on that, uh, that transition. But number two is when we had Sean Hogan on the show last night, um, we were talking about Tennessee State, and uh, I thought what was interesting is he said, yeah, they're definitely trying to get a hockey program started, and they want to go NCAA Division One." But before they do that, they're going to jump into ACHA D1 and kind of get their feet wet and get their uh, program going. And I thought that was really interesting as well. So if you can comment on both of those, that would be uh, great. Yeah, I think on the player development side, I think you're seeing at the college hockey uh, some some fantastic opportunities for student-athletes to, to develop as players. I know uh, five to seven years ago, if you'd have told me that we'd be having – guys leave our program and go right to the East Coast Hockey League, I would have told you that uh, that, that that would be pretty awesome if that ever happened, and, and we saw that happen last year. And so I think, you know, player development uh, at, at the uh, college ACHA and NCAA Division One level, I think, has really elevated to a, a really high level. And, uh, you know, I, I think that that's the quality of coaching that, that we're getting. You know, I think, you know, on, on our staff, we, we have a guy who – who played in the NHL. We have uh, another guy who played in the uh, East Coast Hockey League and over in Europe. And I think when when you're able to have that kind of quality uh, coaching around you, I think it's really, really beneficial for the player's development. Uh, Sean, Sean Hogan, <clears throat> was a really good friend of mine. I've coached against Sean for, uh, uh, boy, since the early 2000s. And he's been a, he's been a really good friend of mine and, and someone who I respect uh, a lot. And uh, you know, Sean... Definitely has his pulse on the college game, and, and uh, you know I, I think it's really exciting. You know, any time that we see any ACHA Division One teams come up, and, and they're in geographically, uh, in, in, sorry, in, in geographical areas that uh, we have not had any ACHA Division One teams before, I think it's exciting for the college hockey game, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to uh, being able to uh, see them develop hockey in Tennessee. What an exciting opportunity. As I look back over the years, you know, uh, in between 92 and 97 birth years, we started to get a lot of players five, six, seven years ago in California. Boy, it's so interesting to see the California hockey market really develop. And then, and then we saw Dallas, and now I think we're seeing Nashville start to develop and, and Tampa and some of these other places like that, which I think is really, really exciting. All right, Stephen, fire away. I, I've used them up now. <laughs> well, well, I want to ask. I want to kind of go back to the uh, the national tournament and and just kind of from a from a perspective of just the tournament itself and and the fact that I believe this was the first time that all the divisions were in one location for the uh, national tournament over those ten days back in in April or I guess it was in March. March. The time skips me, but um, I guess what did you? You know, you were there. You made all the way to the, the final four. So you were there for a good part of it, and then, of course, of course, the, the women were involved too for, for Liberty. So, what, what did you feel like the overall experience for the the national tournament was having all the divisions there? Because I thought that was kind of cool to have. Because what what I liked about it, and maybe you, you, I should not let you share this, but that all the you saw players from the other teams from the other the, the other levels coming in and watching the the M, the men one games playing, and they were just so many 
players are over that that ten days. But um, what was your overall impression of, of of the way the tournament was was gone this year? Because it was my first experience with it in person, and and I was really impressed with it. I mean, I knew it was how good it was, but just seeing it and ex- how it was run in, in the first uh, in first hand and in person was was really outstanding. Yeah, well, I, I think the uh, St. Louis venue did, uh, did a fantastic job. What a uh, unbelievable environment at Centene for the student athletes to be able to play in. Uh, you know, I I, I think uh, I have a differing opinion on the uh, on all teams being in one area. Uh, you know, I think it has its benefits. I think for uh, you know uh, for us, for example, at, at Liberty, there are benefits uh, to you know being able to uh, have us and the and the women's team uh, be around each other and the men's division two team. Um, you know, the, the hard part, I think, is some of the logistics set up with, with, uh, with uh, the ACHA, you know, um, and, you know, are we, are we prioritizing each division properly by, by doing that? Or, you know, are, are, some, are some of the divisions having to take a backseat to others? You know, I think I, I like the format where we're in different locations on our own. Um, you know, that's the way it used to be. And, and, uh, but, you know, I, there are definitely advantages of, of both guys. And, and uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, if, if it stays this direction, uh, you know, that, that'll be fine with us. I think preference wise, I think we would prefer the other way. And, and let me follow up on that. So next year in Boston, not only is it going to be all the divisions again in one location, but it's actually, they're all going to run consec all concurrently at the same time so that'll even be different because there was some overlap but it seems like now the next year the everybody will be running at this the same time but um is also talk i mean going back to the meetings that that they might go back the other way like it was that is that something that's right circulating out there right now that maybe maybe we'll go back to, to the individual locations yeah i think that's definitely a possibility here's here's what i would say it with the the concept of having us all in one location at, at one time uh, should work out well. So, for example, for Liberty's end, if we have three or four teams there, uh, we could send a limited supply of buses, a limited supply of athletic trainers, a limited supply of of, of uh, marketing and, and, and resources uh, to one location. Uh, I think the difficulty is, I don't think sometimes, you know, with the hotel accommodations and stuff like that, they can definitely accommodate uh, three or four teams, Um at one place, uh, unless all the uh, chips align properly. So I, I think for us, that's you know some of the some of the details that I'm not too big on, uh, but definitely open to you know trying to you know I obviously had had a conversation with Russ Slegel who who runs the, the ACHA national tournament who does a phenomenal job. He's he's one of the he's one of the great guys in the ACHA and and uh, you know definitely want to give them our feedback too and. You know, our our whole goal is to try and make the ACHA tournament better. I believe you have to give uh, feedback both ways to to try and make it the best it can be. You know, Kirk, when you when you mentioned making it better, um, and your program's been so good and so strong for a number of years, but I, I talked to other coaches, uh, namely the last most recent ones were San Diego state and Oregon are both making the jump. And uh, certainly at Oregon, it's a little different at San Diego state, but at Oregon, uh, I was asking them about the, all their social media posts about players coming in and they said, Hey, we want to let people know that, that we're serious about this and we want to compete and, uh, and, and we want to be oh, 
an upper echelon ACHA D1 team. And, uh, and he name dropped your program and, and other programs uh, out there that uh, they, they were something that they kind of marketed themselves after to get better. So uh, I guess the, uh, the high tide rises all ships. Oh, for sure it does. And, and listen, I remember uh, back in, in 2001, we went down, we were ACHA Division Two, and we went down and played a team called Life College down in Atlanta, Georgia. And I remember we lost the game 6-1 and 9-3. And I remember leaving after that weekend going, okay, that's what it's going to take. And so I, I don't care if you're if you're playing, if you're if you're looking at the marketing they're doing, if you're looking at the ways that they're promoting and and trying to market their their uh, hockey program, it makes us all better. And so I I welcome all the uh, new teams coming in and their new ideas and yeah, just like they're trying to duplicate our ideas, we're trying to look at what they're doing and and continue to try and make each other better. And, and I believe what that does in turn, it makes the whole ACHA a better product. And listen, I, I love the ACHA. I played in the ACHA. I've been involved with coaching uh, here. Is it, is it perfect? No, but is it, is it a great brand of hockey that, uh, you know, attracts lots of student athletes, you know, uh, every year, hundreds and thousands of student athletes that come through every year and get to be a part of, of a special, a group of people at your institution and represent your institution uh, at the ACHA level, which I think is a, a phenomenal uh, part of the educational experience for college students to have. All right. I'm going to follow that up and I'm let Steven talk about your, uh, your new recruits coming in and your team, but I want to talk a little bit about your schedule. I don't know if you've, uh, I don't think you've released it yet. Have you, your upcoming schedule? No, it's actually going to be uh, released uh, this end of the week, I believe, on oh. Friday of this week. So, well, great timing. Uh, uh, yeah, well, <laughs> one thing it's we a good do time know. to give us a little bit of an exclusive <laughs> yeah, sneak peek. For sure, no, <laughs> no problem, guys. I'll do it. Uh, anyway, before I get into that ACJ stuff, uh, you know, uh, Greg Powers extremely well, as do yeah. I. And, and, and I, I joked with Greg, I said, man, you're really excited about that building because you announced your schedule about a week after the national tournament. <laughs> and he is thrilled with what he's got going on there this year. And uh, I think equally, when I talk to the guys up at Anchorage, uh, they're excited to come back. But they brought up to me that they're excited to come down and play at Arizona State, but then equally as excited to come up to Vegas and get a shot at UNLV and you guys as well. So it, it, Let's start right there. I mean, that's out there right now, but uh, how excited are you for, for that opportunity? Well, super excited. And, and you talk about Greg Powers. Uh, you know, one of the uh, opportunities we've had when Penn State transitioned back years ago uh, was to to play them. And then uh, Greg's first year, we played them at Arizona State. And Greg, Greg's done a wonderful job. I mean, unbelievable what, what he's done since they uh, moved to, to NCAA Division One. Um, and, you know, the thing I'm real excited for him is he's playing 20-some uh, home games, which is fantastic, instead of 12 or 14. Uh, but, yeah, we're, we're super excited. Uh, last year we played – not last year, sorry, the year before we played Long Island. And uh, Greg actually had talked to Brett Riley, and, and that's how we were able to get that game worked out. Uh, great opportunity against uh, Anchorage. And uh, one that, that, you know, our guys uh, are, are going to embrace the opportunity to, to play them. So, yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great for us. It'll be great for UNLV, and it'll be great for the ACHA. And I think what that does, we were talking earlier about, uh, about opportunities. I think what it does is if, 
you know, uh, I got more uh, texts and, and emails and phone calls from coaches around the ACHA when we beat Long Island. Uh, and, and I remember one from, uh, from my friend at Stony Brook, uh, Chris, he said, your win helps us all. And so, you know, I, I think that, that that's kind of the same, it's kind of the same way. I, I know, uh, I, I know Anthony and, and Nick are going to be approaching it at UNLV. And, and I, I know at Liberty, we're going to be approaching it the same way. It's a great opportunity, not only to, to play a great uh, quality hockey program in Anchorage, but also to really give the ACHA another, another uh, stage, you know, to uh, a big stage to perform on and, and to see really for other people to see how good the ACHA at the division one level is. Before I ask, about, um, let me ask you about real quick. You mentioned UNLV. Um, you know, you played them a bunch uh, last season. You played them like four times. There's a there's a there's a pretty good rivalry now between the two teams. Isn't that, I mean, isn't that right? So how be how nice will be to come out here and play them in in their home turf after they they came and played played you guys in your raucous environment? Yeah, I mean, it, it it's it's real exciting. You know, we're we're going to play them four times next year, and so uh, they're coming here for two. We're going out there for two. And uh, yeah, it's, it, again, it's a great opportunity. We want to, as a program at Liberty University, we want to have the best schedule in the country every year. That's our goal. And does it happen every year? No, but th that's our goal. And so our goal is to play the best teams and to play them at their place, at our place, um, you know, wherever we have to play to, you know, to have our guys uh, be able to understand what it's going to take to win at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, our, our ultimate goal is to win a national championship, and we're going to push for that uh, with the way that we schedule teams is to, you know, put ourselves in a great position to have that opportunity at the end of the year. Okay, now is there any other um, nuggets you can give us about the schedule? So we know you guys are making the trip out here to Vegas, and you just said that you're yeah. going to go there. Anything else, any nuggets you can you can share as uh, give us a little bit of exclusive before you guys reveal your schedule this week? Yeah, for for sure. We're we're going to be playing Adrian four times, Minot four times, Stony Brook four times, Ohio four times. Uh, and then we've got some of our teams kind of scattered in there as well. So, you know, really, uh, you know, our, our goal is to play as many top 10 programs as we can. And, and I believe that we've achieved that with the schedule that, uh, that we have this year. Um, yet we have three midnight games. We're going to play uh, Michigan Dearborn uh, on one of the midnight games. We're going to play Maryville's coming here in early December for a midnight game, and then UNLV again for one of the midnight games uh, in the second semester. Oh my goodness, that that's incredible! Um, well, that's going to be a if it was anything like last year's midnight game between those two schools, it's going to be a, it's going to be a real real battle, that's for sure. I, I'm just I'm just impressed a that you got three midnight games, yeah. and um, you know I almost fell over when you're rattling off that list of top ten teams you're playing because. Man, oh man, that that's quality hockey, Kirk, right up front. Yeah, it, it is, and, and that that's like, I guess at the end of the day, you know what you want to uh, to to play the best, and uh, you know I, I truly believe that you know those programs that we talk about, you know, uh, uh, I believe you know that they're obviously doing a great job. White's doing a great job at Minot. Uh, Nick and Anthony are doing a great job at, at UNLV. And uh, Gary's, you know, he's been fantastic at uh, at uh, Adrian and uh, obviously Chris at, at Stony Brook. He's always there at the end of the year, every year. So, um, you know, we uh, uh, we 
we want to make sure we play them. And then I'll tell you what, Ohio is a team on the rise. And I believe, you know, he's got a big recruiting class coming in this year. And I believe you'll see Ohio back uh, in the top 10 uh, in, in a big way this year. That was yeah. I, Ohio was really a surprise because they they really surprised the national tournament too. I mean they they played that the the second day they had to win their first game. Then they go in and play Minot State and they they beat them. So that and that, one of the more thrilling games in the tournament. So uh, Ohio was certainly a, an impressive team in the in the tournament um, for sure. So I, 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 that'll be exciting to see what the future holds for the, for that team. Yeah, Lee, uh, you know uh, Lionel, he's doing a great job there, and uh, you. Know, you know, he's in his second year now, and I think he kind of got his feet wet the first year and, and uh, really realized, you know, what he had to do to kind of take that next step. Kirk, I want to ask you a little bit about the, the guys that you're bringing in. I saw some of the, uh, the little brief news stories on your website. It looks like you got some real quality, but are there some guys there that, that just jump off the page to you and you go, man, I can't wait to see this kid in our uniform? Yeah, you know what? We really like all five of them. You know, uh, you know, we picked up Grant Morton, a guy. He, he played uh, two years ago in the NA. Played last year uh, junior hockey up in Canada. Uh, Grant's someone from uh, with our FCA connection. Actually, funny story. Grant's dad and Jeff Becker played hockey at Bethel University uh, back in the uh, in the nineties um, years years ago. So. Uh, uh, Jeff's actually uh, uh, excited to get granted here to play. Uh, then uh, Laz, uh, he played, he's another guy kind of connected with the FCA guys. He's done a lot with FCA hockey. Um, and so he's he's coming in defenseman, two, two-way defenseman. He's got an offensive punch to his game. Uh, we picked up uh, a defenseman, Colton Kovich, who's an NCAA Division three transfer. Uh, who, you know, I think Colton's going to be an excellent defensive force. He's big, he's physical, he, uh, you know, he, he can move the puck, uh, but he's also been a leader, played 100 and about 170 games in the BCHL. So he's got quite a, quite a resume. His brother actually plays at Cornell. Um, uh, so, you know, you, you've, you've got those guys. And then we picked up uh, Sam Feemster. Uh, Sam had a great year in, uh, Montana uh, in the NA3 this year had uh, had over uh, 40 goals this year, uh, right at 40 goals. Um, you know, Sam's an excellent culture fit for us. He can he can find the back of the net and and uh, you know Sam's dad uh, uh, played in the NHL actually for Chicago Blackhawks. Dave and uh, crazy story. Jeff Becker, our associate head coach, was on a missions trip with him to Russia in 1992 when Jeff was 21 years old and David just finished in the NHL. So another kind of funny connection that, uh, that we kind of found out when, when we started talking to him, we started to kind of put the uh, piece of the puzzle together. So, and then we picked up Scott Bird, uh, a, a goalie out of Michigan, uh, played in the EHL. Uh, again, Scott's going to be, uh, he's going to be a hardworking goalie. He's going to come in here and, and uh, you know, we expect him to push the group forward as well. Well, let me ask you, Kurt, about just your team in general. From from the team that you had last season and the run that you made in the the season you had, of course, with the run you had in the national tournament, to now this season, the players you're getting out of recruited, the ones you just mentioned. Um, where do you feel like is your piecing together the team is that's a there's a makeup for this next season coming up? Where do you feel like is the biggest um, area that you feel like you need to improve on to, to to you know get you guys to that next level that you guys want to get to where 
will, will be hopefully winning a national championship. Yeah, I I believe that we need some more uh, scoring uh, in, in our our top nine. I think that that's going to be a, a key component for us. And uh, I also believe that uh, you know we're we're going to have to have more of the deep uh, pinch in from the back end as far as uh, being uh, able to be uh, two way defensemen for us who can uh, jump in the play and and uh, and and make uh, uh, you know make it happen for us as as having a fourth guy on the on the uh, on the rush and I think that's gonna be a big big part of it for us I I'm excited though and one reason why I'm excited it's not only our new guys we're bringing in but I really am excited about our our freshmen uh, who finished their freshman year who will be sophomores next year I really am excited to see them kind of take the next step in their development and really confident in them as as people and as as players and I think that you're gonna see a lot of them step up. I think you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, Jackson Versolano, you know, Trude Olsons, uh, Jacob Kallendikes, uh, you know, uh, the guys who are big, big uh, contributors for us this past year. I think that they'll be even bigger next year. And, and we saw that a lot with the guy Jason Foltz on our team this past year. He led our team in scoring. The year before, he fluctuated between the second line and the fourth line. In fact, the national tournament last, not last year, the year before, he was on the fourth line, and, and you saw him come back that second year, and he really had a had a, a, a he was really on a mission, and really came back, and and really uh, you know uh, made his two hundred foot game that much better. And so he uh, you know he ended up obviously being on our top line and being a big uh, key contributor for us, not only during the season but also at the national tournament. Okay, so let, let me touch on this again because I, I think it deserves being touched on. But um, what I've noticed, Kirk, over the last seven years since I started this company is um, ACHA especially has really turned into, um, quote-unquote, a more professional-style program, especially in the D1 level. I mean, uh, I know you guys uh, took extra time for the national tournament to go out and get prepared. I watched UNLV go to Chicago a day early. Um, I watched other teams that, you know, and I use this uh, analogy a lot that, that there's times when I go out uh, to watch a game and I can't really tell the difference between an NCAA team showing up at a rink or an ACHA D1 team. And um, is that something that's evolved just recently or am I just, am I just noticing it more? I would say over the past 10 years, you've seen it really take some huge strides forward and, and, 10 years and then I'd say even the past five, I think, you know, we've seen some huge strides from programs uh, all over the country who have really tried to push the envelope on uh, making sure that, uh, that they're well run professionally run and making sure that uh, the student athletes have a great, have a great experience. And uh, I believe, you know, uh, we, we used to travel up a lot of times on game days before years ago. And, and I believe that was one of the best things that we ever did was to try and get in the, the night before. And obviously that, that costs more money and you have to uh, raise more money and, and uh, try and figure out creative ways of doing it. But the benefits I believe are, are incredible for the student athletes and allow them to be better prepared to be at their best uh, when we travel on the road. Let me also ask you this on a follow-up. 
Um, you know, we see a lot of golf tournaments. They seem to be the popular thing for fundraising and, and other events. And I know your prospect camp, you just had like, uh, I know you added, if I've got this correct, you added like a dinner and, uh, and something as well, just before the camp. And, uh, if I'm correct on that, you had like a hundred players and parents show up. So what are some of the things that you guys try to do in the fundraising department? Yeah, well, uh, I'm going to take you back to, to that recruitment weekend because I, I think this is so key. Uh, about 20, boy, let me think, probably for 20 years now, we, we've done this recruit camp. And we used to be one of the, the only teams that I knew of who, who did it. And we used to tag it on with a weekend at Liberty called College for Weekend. It's an opportunity to come into Liberty, to check out Liberty, the facilities, to attend classes, to meet the professors, to do all that. And it's run by the... Uh, uh, admissions department at Liberty. Well, what happened was uh, the more and more uh, years went by and the better caliber hockey players we were recruiting, a lot of the junior hockey playoffs were not done in time. Uh, so we were missing out on a lot of guys who couldn't come to camp. So we backed it up to, uh, uh, to May now. And so Liberty's not in session when they come. And so I think one of the things that we try and do is we want the players who come into uh, to our prospect camp to, to, to have a full uh, opportunity to see what college uh, hockey is like and also what the opportunities and the resources are around them. So what we did at this uh, session was we had uh, people from our, our Center for Academic uh, Services who come in, who, who talk about the uh, classes and how they sign up for classes. We talk about the, the dorms. We we take them on tours of the campus. We brought in, um, uh, uh, we brought in, uh, for example, our uh, strength coach, and our. Uh, we also brought in the athletic training area as well to really try and give them an opportunity to see all that uh, all that Liberty has to offer, but also what it's like when you play college hockey with your routine and your schedule and and what's expected of them, practice times, workout times, uh, and we try to you know, put the whole puzzle together for them so when they leave that weekend, they really get a good sense of, okay, this is what playing college hockey would be about, and this is what is required of me as a prospective student-athlete who wants to come in and play. Yeah, that's really good stuff. Um... I may reach out to you in July because I'm planning on something a little different for our podcast in July. On the NCAA side, I'm I'm calling it uh, July, the uh, summer of strength, and I'm reaching out to uh, all the different strength coaches for NCAA. And I think your mention of that, uh, I think it would be really cool to, to maybe have a few podcasts on the uh, ACHA side of things uh, just to hear their ideas too as far because I, I think those guys work so hard and they get so little credit. Um, so that's what my July schedule is looking like. So if your guys, uh, want to come on or you have one or two people that Perfect. want to come on and represent you, I would love to have them on sometime in July. Yeah, we, we would absolutely lo love that. Okay. Steven, you got a final one for Kirk before we let him go. Yeah, I do. I, this, this is kind of like, this is like, I want to ask just about your summer plans and, and I know you're, you're recruiting and that's about part of your off season stuff, but what is, what is one like yourself like to do when, when you're not recruiting and doing stuff in the off season and what are your, some of your summer plans that you might have uh, this summer with, with the family? 
Well, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I have four, four boys, and we're usually uh, pretty active. Last two weekends, we've been in uh, Washington, D.C. for hockey tournaments and uh, Pittsburgh. So we, we've stayed pretty busy. I'm actually uh, uh, heading out to another hockey camp uh, out at uh, out at FCA out with my two oldest at the end of June. And uh, we, we like to hit the lake up here. There's a lake about an hour away that we go up there quite a bit. So we'll do that. Uh, probably take a trip to Canada. My parents are actually moving down to the States. Uh, so uh, there there uh, be the last summer of them up in Canada. So we'll probably swing up and see them up there. Uh, but uh, And then we also do, uh, we've got a few weeks of hockey camp of youth and uh, uh, U16. And then we have an IV camp and a women's camp. Uh, here over the summer so uh, we'll stay pretty busy with those and, and you know what it's real exciting our, our numbers for those camps are, are excellent this year so it's just it's it's year-round hockey it seems like pretty much between your, your liberty duties your father duties and everything else that goes around it well yeah it, it's actually been a lot of fun I, I coached uh, with the um, with the gentleman who coaches the pro team in Roanoke they, they've got an SPHL team there and Dan Bremner actually had uh, after he played at Mercyhurst and then he ended up being the assistant coach for Sean Hogan for a year and then he's been in Roanoke now five years him and I coached the uh, the U14 AA team and I had uh, a 13 year old and a 12 year old on it so that's been a lot of fun and and uh, it kind of uh, it kind of allowed me to uh, get rejuvenated and also be on the ice with my kids and the other uh, and and their friends as well so it was, it was a great uh, a great couple months of, of doing that for sure. Kirk, we always appreciate your time, especially on the East coast when it's a late night. So uh, thanks for stepping in. Like I said, I'll be in touch with you. We'll get your strength and conditioning guys on and, and, and talk a little bit about what they do. Cause as I said, I think they, uh, they work so hard and get so little attention. It, it's time to let them know. And maybe the uh, summer of strength in the month of July will be our focus on all levels. So, I love it. I love it. Well, guys, thanks so much for having me on. Have a blessed night. I appreciate it. Absolutely. That's Kirk Handy, the head coach at Liberty. Steve and I will be back in about three minutes to wrap up another episode of the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Play at the premier ACHA D1 men's program on the East Coast and prepare yourself for life and career at Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. Sellout crowds, top competition, and championship aspirations await you on our picturesque campus with state-of-the-art facilities, gifted faculty, and over 700 programs of study to help you make an impact on and off the ice, as well as your community training as a champion for Christ. If your faith in yourself and your beliefs are equally as strong, see if Liberty Hockey and Liberty University is right for you. Visit us at liberty.edu. any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom phil kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. 
thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable, show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No, stopping at Jesse Ray's barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by a fence of ribs? I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Your hometown hockey team, your Western Collegiate Hockey League champions, your Arizona Wildcats. Tickets for Arizona hockey are now on sale. Support your Wildcats as they battle ASU for another Cactus Cup championship and more at the Tucson Arena. Your hockey team, your Arizona Wildcats. Call 791-4101 for tickets now. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. From the Summer Skate Studios, this is the Great West College Hockey Podcast. Indeed it is the Great West College Hockey Podcast from the Summer Skate Studios. Scott Strandy with you today in a very cloudy and cool Denver, Colorado as he storms and Rain showers keep moving through and definitely need the rain out here. My co-host is always Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. We, we could have used some of that rain over here. <laughs> you want the me to send some your way? The, the lake just keeps drying up, drying up. Oh, that's not good news. Here's the strange thing, Stephen. Uh, you know our producer, Terry, is up in uh, Minnesota with the grandson. And uh, they're under uh, not only water restrictions for for watering their lawns but they've even stopped giving building permits in uh parts of minnesota uh because of uh, a lack of water the land of ten thousand lakes has a lack of water it just shocks me that seems but, like uh, that seems like anyways, an oxymoron oxymoron right there <laughs> it really does but anyway uh, that's a whole nother story uh in the meantime um you know uh, Whenever we have a guest on, we we both hear different things. So I like to find out what you heard. I know what I heard. So you go first. What did you hear from no, Kirk Candy tonight? How about you go first? Because a lot of times you have me oh, go okay. first. Let me flip it around. Because right. I tell you, there was a lot to unpack in that in that uh, discussion. Some really good, some good discussion on on several different things. So I'll, 
Well, you go yeah. first, and then I mean, I'll share, okay. share a couple of things so we don't don't steal each other's uh, things. Or if you do, then I'll come up with something different. <laughs> well, the number one thing is just one word: dedication. Um, if there's a person in any level of hockey that's more dedicated than Kirk Handy, show it to me, because uh, with <laughs> yeah. four boys playing the game, coaching a, a top a caliber ACHA D1 program, being involved with the uh, the D2 and the D3 teams. Um, recruiting, uh, running camps, helping out with camps, working with a professional team. I mean, holy cow. Hockey is, is uh, truly year-round for him, isn't it? Yeah, people look at me and they go like, man, you're crazy. You're dedicated to be everywhere. I'm going like, nah, I- I'm not even close to uh, to something like that. Um, and I, I, you know me, I strive to be everywhere and do as much as I can. But, oh, yeah. man, that, that's <laughs> 4,000 plus incredible. miles last uh, la- about this time last year shows you how, how you were trying to do that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? This, this last uh, three weeks ago when I went to uh, California and Arizona and Vegas, uh, that the uh, rental car people at Enterprise, which, by the way, are just awesome, um, they, they looked at the car that they gave me and they said, 3,500 miles. Oh, the thing was our car, not yours. <laughs> yeah, it was 3,500 miles in about 10 days. So that was a lot of driving. But anyway, um, so I heard that. I heard the dedication. And I also heard that he and Kirk has, has got his team independent again. And he did it for a reason. And that was that schedule that he teased with us. That That just blew me away. Do you realize how many top 10 teams he's playing? And how many times he's playing them, it's usually two and two. Two on the road, two at home. Uh, but UNLV, Minot, Stony Brook, I mean, <laughs> go down the list. Adrian on that Adrian. list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Ohio, which is probably going to be a, a top it, team. They, I mean, they were where they were last year, but they, they're going to be better. And, and, and they, they, oh, they uh, overachieved at the tournament, meaning – you know, or maybe they were underestimated at the tournament is what I'm looking at. So, uh, so that's those a good are, team. So that's going to be another team they're playing. So those are my two things, the dedication and the fact that he's built himself a uh, unbelievable um, roster schedule of games. And, uh, and I guess the third thing, and I got to give you something to talk about, but I really like what he's doing with his talent. He's bringing in a, a bunch of talented players. And when, D3 NCAA players are coming to play ACHA D1. That tells you that uh, the level of play has gotten much, much better. I guess I, I guess I, I guess I should. I'm you should have started now, shouldn't you? You can piggyback on some of them if you've got some different ideas. Well, I, I'll, I'll piggyback on the dedication part because uh, that was impressive and. And that's why I wanted to ask that because it's always we, we get to know these guys as coaches and what they're doing with the team and we always talking about the team this team that what's good, but it's always great to when we get the opportunity to, to talk about the, the person the, as the person and coach and whatever else that their roles are a father in this case and and uh, yeah I was real impressed by that answer with the with the uh, the camps and then of course being their kids doing the, the certain tournaments or whatever and then. Uh, there is some time they're going to go to the so We'll get some time to, to decompress a little bit and, and have that in there. And, and so that that's – but I think that just shows you that another example of – and, and we, we see it throughout. And I think that's what's great about – can be great about off-season uh, stuff is that, you know, we're not talking so much about the team this, team that, team that. You know, we, we can get to know them a little bit more but intimately. But but the the knowing knowing how dedicated these these, these people are and knowing that the, these coaches – 
what they do for their team and how much work and energy they put into the team. And during the season, yes. Off season, yes. There's there's a lot of work being done behind the scenes for most all of these ACHA teams for the coaches and, and st- people involved in, in recruiting and getting these players to come and, and, and get their team together for the always the next season. Uh, but there is time for themselves, and, and how each person spends that is, is different. But it's it's always impressive that it usually involves more hockey and it usually involves – you know, and these these people have out, a lot of these have outside jobs, or they certainly have family obligations and stuff, and and they balance that throughout the season, and then of course in in the off season too. So that that's always an impressive thing, and and, and it happens at at every level, but it's it's just something about it at this level because a lot of these these people are are you know not as established, or they are at whatever level, and and I think it's it's impressive. Um, the one thing I will mention that you didn't bring up, and I thought was was um, some some fair points by. By, it was about the national tournament because I know that there's there's going to be some discussion about that and I I, I think it was talked about it at the at the annual meetings but that uh, about the the way the tournament is set up now is it's it's all in one location and and I and how cool that is but also the point that he brought up and he's obviously one that's maybe not as strong um, for it as as maybe other teams are and maybe there's others as well that there is could be some downsides to that maybe uh, prioritizing. One division over the other. If 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 everybody's in one spot, maybe all the focus is on the, the D one at the at that side, and the other ones are not as, as focused on. If they're in different locations, there can be, you know, like if M two goes to this location, they're going to be the sole focus in, in that location, and, and as opposed to you know having to to contend for for time and and, and energy at, at the at one location. So that's 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 a fair point on his part. The hotel thing is interesting because. Yeah, you will have everybody there in, in one spot, and, and that'll be a lot of a lot of hotel rooms. And and I think the other part of that too is, I think it will, it could limit what what the ACHA could do for for sites. If if they if that's their uh, objective going forward, then there's going to be less abilities for places to host a national tournament. We've we've talked about how, you know, they people out east don't want to come out way out west and of course now this year it's going to be next year it's going to be in boston and and that's going to be quite a travel for, for certainly the west teams out here that make the tournament and 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 so it's but they have the ability to have they have all the ice sheets and to be able to have everybody playing at the same time in the tournament so um we'll see what the what the, what the going forward is um i i liked i did but what i liked about it what I, what I saw in st louis was that you did see teams whether it be the D two teams or D three teams that were that didn't weren't playing that had just finished playing they get to come and watch some of the other games come and see the M the M um, one uh, Division one uh, teams play that night or maybe watch the women play and everything that the games that were going on so um, it was just like a big big hockey tournament and that's what it was obviously it's a tournament but it was just all these so many people there in one in one setting so um, the other the thing that could be cool about it being back to being separate again. Is that it will give more sites throughout the, the ACHA membership or, or the cities that the schools are in to be able to host uh, national championship events, so national tournament events at the different divisional levels. So uh, that could be a benefit to those various cities that would get to do that uh, wherever those would end up, whether it be the same cities, the same few cities, or, or different cities. So uh, we'll see what happens. But I, I, I was interesting to kind of get his perspective on that because I'm sure that'll be something that will go, will be. Uh, discuss going forward and I, and I can see the pros and cons of it from both sides of it but we'll see what happens yeah i think there there are definitely pros and cons and like you said um coming out of the pandemic and, and i bring this up a lot 
on all of our podcasts, but uh, a lot of people told us that during the pandemic, like this is going to be the death nail for hockey. And it's been just the opposite at all levels of hockey. It, it's gotten better. The fans are back for the most part now. Um, you know, you watch the NHL playoffs right now. It's exciting. There's a lot of eyeballs on it. Um, you, you look at the NCAA tournament was a huge success. The ACHA program and, and their tournament was a huge success. So I think there might be more uh, cities that would like to host events. And maybe that's why they will end up going back to some different sites so that you can get more places involved. Because, um, you know, we talked a little bit on last night's show about the uh, the fact that Tennessee State's coming on board. And I thought it was really unique when Sean Hogan said, yeah, they're not just going to jump right to NCAA, even though that's what their plan is. They're going to probably go two years of ACHA D1 to kind of get their feet under them and, and get their organizational structure done and then go to D1. Well, I mean, man, Stephen, five, six, seven years ago, if you ask people that, um, there was not even talk. People wouldn't even talk about making the jump. And now to hear somebody say, yeah, this is how it's going to go. We're going to go, um, you know, two years as ACHA D1. Then we're going to jump to NCAA Division One. Uh, wow. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, I, I'm, I, that is the growth, the, uh, the strength of, of college hockey is, is certainly uh, great. And you're right. I think people were worried that COVID was going to be, uh, was really going to put it, put it back. Uh, but it does seem like it, it hasn't done that. And um, so, yeah, we've seen some, some programs go away but we're also seeing some coming back in the NCAA fold and certainly we're seeing what we saw with Lindenwood making the the progression to the next level of the uh, of the college hockey the NCAA ranks and being able to to move to that level and of course they're still going to be able to field a, a, a ACHA program as well at, 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 the, at that level so um, that just goes to show you that there's there's a lot of um, hockey to contend with in that area and that in that school to have be able to do that. Of course, Arizona State does it with an NCAA program. They also have several ACHA divisional div- divisional programs and a women's team as well. So it's uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's 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 exciting. I'm really looking forward to, and I know it's still a ways away, but uh, it'll be here sooner than we know. I'm really looking forward to those games that uh, will involve Alaska. Um, uh, you have to remind me which which Alaska school it is. I can't think of it off the head. Alaska Anchorage. Alaska Anchorage, because I know there's yep. some, uh, the um, the teams that are, you know playing UNLV go, going up there to doing that, and then and then coming to Vegas and, and playing in those games. So that that will be uh, real exciting. And of course the the uh, the hockey game, the college game that's going to be here at uh, the NCAA game that will be here in in October with the ASU and and uh, North Dakota uh, coming out here and doing that again in a bigger venue this time. Um, than, than than last time, so yeah, and I, I understand from Nate Yule that they are nearly sold out, which is unbelievable. That's eighteen thousand people. Yeah, and it'll be probably a lot of uh, North Dakota people. Well, it'll be probably ninety percent or ninety five percent North Dakota, but that's how they travel. But yeah. it doesn't matter at this point. It, what it no. matters is the eyeballs on but yeah, the NCAA but it's eight, hockey. It's almost eighteen thousand seats in T Mobile, and and that's almost going to be. And it probably may be sold out by the time we get to the game. But a sold-out uh, T-Mobile Arena for a, for an NCAA game, <laughs> yeah, that, that's 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 NCAA hockey game. You know, NCAA hockey because there's several. <laughs> that that's a that's impressive. I mean, because you go to uh, NCAA tournaments, uh, uh, you know, Frozen Fours and stuff, and they don't always uh, get sold out there. So that that's gonna be that's gonna be an impressive sight to see for for certainly for the uh, college ranks. 
and it feeds back down to ACHA too. There's some real benefits. I mean, Liberty gets strong crowds, UNLV gets strong crowds, and we see it at the ACHA level. The the uh, the passion, the 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 dedication, the interest in ACHA hockey has has certainly uh, increased a, a lot. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, I will tell you that next week we're having the head coach from the University of Arizona, Chad Berman, on. If you've been following Arizona uh, Twitter account, they are they've been uh, busy. Oh, they've been bringing in some big time recruits. He uh, he said it's time to reload. Uh, I asked him to give us an update on the building. He said the shovels will go on the ground in October, so a little later than expected. But that new building is in fact on its way. Um, and uh, we'll be there to cover it. And uh, as I joked with you when you were watching a baseball game last night, um, we already know when there's going to be the uh, exhibition game uh, in Ontario and then also the opening night for uh, the Ontario rain. So it, it's yeah. coming up, my friend. Oh, yeah. And before that, before that, we'll be uh, we'll be camps will be starting up. There'll be some I'm sure there'll be some. NHL preseason games will be certainly some uh, the ACHA programs will probably be starting up their their camps. Um, we'll have uh, we'll have the rookies for the uh, we'll have our another rookie tournament out here in the West area with some of the Pacific Division teams. We'll we'll all congregate up in San Jose. So uh, this it's yeah, September will be here uh, sooner than we know. It's so all I'll get my fix of, of baseball and uh, other sports, <laughs> my fix of the water and swimming pools and everything here during the summer months get through these 110 degree heat uh days that are coming and then sooner to come to push this up of course it's not going to be totally just relaxation because uh people in vegas know uh, uh, there'll be some there certainly will be some uh, news circulating here uh especially at the uh, the top level uh because well they're searching for a coach among other things that will be happening so and uh, we got the uh, nhl draft coming in july and then yeah, so as be- i tease to you um I'm calling, uh, and I'm in the planning stages of that right now. Uh, our podcast will be dedicated in July to strength and conditioning coaches. So people that work with programs will have them on at the NCAA and at the ACHA level and uh, get a chance to discuss with them what it takes to become a, an athlete at the NCAA and ACHA level. And I have a feeling, Stephen, that there's going to be a lot of different concepts but I also have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of similar concepts. And uh, I, I don't think that uh, that what the ACHA guys do is too far off from NCAA anymore. No, no, I think uh, I think it's going to be uh, it will be real a uh, lot of similarities uh, between uh, the different uh, people you bring on, because uh, I think everybody tries to to do similar things, though. It's uh it will be uh, that, that's a good idea. I think that, that that'll be uh, everything comes together with that. Or if, when everything comes together for that in July, I think that will be uh, will be cool. And I think it'll kind of give a kind of a different perspective because you're right. We don't hear from the um, those guys too often. You know, they do their thing and they and but they're a very important. They're a very important part of a of a of a hockey team, whatever level you're you're talking about. So um, so that's going to be uh, that's going to be cool content for uh, some of the fill up one of the uh, these hot summer months here absolutely okay i'll let you take it away and then we'll say good night with little roger klein the peacemakers from the summer skate studios the great west college hockey podcast was brought to you by the university of arizona acha d1 hockey a rich history past present and future by summer skates 
Whether you choose our original red, a custom logo, or our new black shower shoes, show off your game with style at summerskates.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos. No one does entertainment destinations better. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, and a world-class education in any of our 300 majors. Buy M-Drive, real people, real results. Try M-Drive Boost to look and feel your best. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Be it a loaded in Vegas dish or a rack of ribs, this is barbecue Las Vegas style. Drury Inn and Sweets. Our quality and value have earned us 16 straight J.D. Power Awards. Book your stay at DruryHotels.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith, your game, and your education at liberty.edu. And by Burrito Express, authentic Mexican food fresh from our family recipes with six East Valley locations. The Great West College Hockey Podcast and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW Podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at Apple Podcasts, Podbean, the Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcast. The Great West College Hockey Podcast is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friends. I will tell you that uh, FM Player, uh, Amazon, we've added a couple, three, I think, two or three more um, places, and you'll get those. uh, Paul will get them done for you. No, no, but that's just great. We've expanded some new new, uh, sources there, so... Uh, there's no excuse for people not to find us because uh, we're on a lot. We're on a lot of uh, platforms already with the podcast, and it sounds like we're on even a few more now. So yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, um, this week's shows, uh, Kirk was great. Of course, uh, last night we had Sean Hogan, which was great. Uh, Memorial Day, we had a special show with uh, Brian Bielek, uh the uh, father and Air Force 24-year veteran, um, that, that talked to us about. Uh, a little bit of everything, family life, and uh, getting three kids through uh, through hockey, not only high school but college. And uh, he even tipped us off that his son Colin has gotten uh, permission from the army to uh, sign a professional contract and delay his uh, army service as part of uh, his time at West Point. So we'll look forward to seeing Colin Bielek as well. And if you missed any of them, get back to any one of the. Uh, the places you listen to podcasts, search the ITHSW podcast or Ice Time Hockey SW. You will find them and definitely uh, go there and, and listen to them and uh, and, and enjoy them because and, we enjoy doing them. Yeah, and, and follow us too on uh, on our social media as well, the uh, Twitter account. For, that's on our ACHA stuff, at ACHA underscore ITHSW. Uh, of course, we haven't been posting as much there with the season completed but with schedule releases coming out i'm sure at some point and other recruits that will be assigned and stuff uh we'll be sure to try to retweet those as, as we can as best we can from the uh from what we see uh, from the different teams and that way you can have you know you can you can follow those teams twitter accounts too but follow ours and we'll try to we'll try to give you all of the teams uh that we cover uh one place to kind of see it all through, through their tweets and uh, it's June now, so uh, we'll be back with you June, July, August before things get back into game action and uh, be able to bring you updates as we get them. We'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Big thanks to Kirk Candy from the uh, Liberty University Flames for uh, taking time with us tonight. And uh, good night, everybody. See you, everyone. <laughs>